Baby and Brinsley Schwartz and What's So Funny About Peace, Love and Understanding to start the hour. Quarter past eight, the full English breakfast show starts spreading the news until the 25th of March. At uh, noon, you have a chance to win return trip flights for two people from Nice to New York with Delta Airlines. Uh, tickets valid for reservation until the 31st of December 2022 for flights up until the 31st of December 2023. Christmas in New York is absolutely amazing, yeah, I have fantastic. to say. Uh, ice skating at the Rockefeller Centre. Buying too much stuff on Fifth Avenue. Uh, send an email with your name, address and telephone number and your answer to the following question to info at rivioradio.mc info at rivioradio.mc Into which New York airports does the Delta Airlines flight from Nice arrive? I'll give you a clue. It's not Lucent. <laughs> 8.15. And now it's time for Woofer of the Week on 106.5 Riviera Radio. Woofer of the Week time. Hello, Dawn. Hello, Rob. How are you? All right? I'm okay, thanks. Yeah, okay. I'm okay. Oh, that didn't sound very optimistic. Well, there's a lot of uh, very sad things going on in the world at the moment, so it's hard to sound and be optimistic some days. Well, it's true, but uh, while remembering those poor people in Ukraine and all the refugees, uh, the other thing is, apart from donating money or goods, there's not an awful lot we can do about it. So you have to look after yourself and your own backyard, really, don't you? True. Very true. OK, yeah. after that little philosophical break, what have we got this week? Today we've got a five-month-old puppy called Black. And he is looking for a very good forever home. He will grow into a medium to large-sized dog. And he has a black and white fluffy coat. As with all puppies, he needs owners who are present for most of the day, so a maximum absence of about four hours, and also people who are willing to spend the time training, walking, socialising him so that he grows into a well-balanced adult dog. And to find out more, you can contact the association. It's an Alp-Maritime association, and they are called Aslan06, and you'll find their page on Facebook, and you can there message them directly any questions that you might have. OK, wonderful. Black, obviously, there's uh, millions and millions and millions of songs. I'll be struggling to, uh, to decide which one to play. <laughs> I thought that. You're really spoiled for choice this week, aren't you? Yes. Thank you, Dawn. Speak to you next week. My pleasure. Thanks, Rob. That was Woofer of the Week. For more details about this week's Woofer, go to the 106.5 Riviera Radio page on Facebook or our website at rivieraradio.mc. Woofer of the Week on 106.5 Woof Riviera Radio. The Press Review is brought to you by BMW Côte d'Azur. Guardian says Tony Blair, and you wouldn't be long before he got involved, believes the next fortnight could be the last chance for the West to agree a peace deal with Russia to end the Ukraine invasion before the conflict escalates. The former British Prime Minister said that NATO should not rule out intervening in the war, but has also called on the West to not give up the prospect of negotiating a peace deal with Vladimir Putin. And Moscow and Ukraine officials held further rounds of talks yesterday in an attempt to end the conflict, which has now entered its 21st day. And in this morning's uh, Connection France, the UK will end all remaining COVID-related travel restrictions for people entering the country on Friday, March the 18th. It means fully vaccinated travellers from France will no longer need to fill out a passenger locator form ahead of their flight. And it also means non-fully vaccinated travellers from France will no longer need to take a pre-departure COVID test and a second one within two days of arriving in the UK. 
And uh, El Pais says China's currently experiencing its biggest spike in coronavirus cases since the pandemic began in the city of Wuhan in January 2020. The paper says while a lot of Chinese cities are recording record numbers of infections, the figures are insignificant when compared to those of other countries. According to data from Johns Hopkins University, there have been 724,248 coronavirus cases and 8,365 deaths since the pandemic began. BBC News is next. The Press Review, brought to you by BMW, Nice Premium Motors, Bayern Avenue Cannes, BMW Store Monaco and JPV Fréjus. Find all the BMW business drive offers at your car dealer. The wonderful Wednesday pop quiz. Certainly is. Question number one. On this day in 1959, the Platters scored their only UK number one hit with which song? Smoke Gets In Your Eyes. Correct. Question number two, on this day in 1968, which Otis Redding single started a five-week run? Sitting on the dark... Correct, yeah, uh, one, one uh, number one in the US. And born on this day in 1954, this English singer-songwriter, actor... Cliff Richard. ...film producer and television writer... <laughs> ...had the 1992 UK number one single... ...Ain't No Doubt. Jimmy Nail. Well done, that'll be a hat-trick. That will be a hat-trick, <laughs> yeah. I like this one, actually. I knew. That's why I chose it. Is it really? Yes. Mm. That's very nice of you to be so accommodating on a Wednesday morning. Riviera Radio. Business. Watch the cock. Good morning. How are we today? Very well, thank you. Making my way through the turmoil of the global economy with good speed, actually, today. So I'm feeling good about the world. Excellent. Well, you'll be feeling even better because I have to apologise to you. Go on, what have you done now? Well, I, I did say that Boris Johnson wouldn't be Prime Minister by the end of February, and I got that <laughs> wrong, didn't I? Your predictions around his tenure are uh, looking a little bit stretched now, aren't they? It's a bit like the central bank's transitory narrative. It's becoming a little bit worn. Yeah, well, in the uh, words of uh, the former British Prime Minister Harold Macmillan, events, dear boy, events. That's what it is. Exactly. Um, has mm. anyone seen Sue Gray recently, though? I mean, she's been sent to the gulag. I think she's quietly working on her report, but again, the headlines will probably uh, disappear in the fog of war. OK, uh, Marcus, well, no wonder you've got a bee in your bonnet today, because uh, it was a good day on Wall Street yesterday, although London closed down slightly. But looking at the European futures, it looks like uh, European markets are going to follow Wall Street uh, up on the open at least. Yeah, I think that's right. Listen, stocks rallied and oil prices dropped yesterday with retailers' technology shares rebounding from a three-day slide. So after the Nasdaq, of course, fell into bear market territory, the S&P 500 was up 2%. Nasdaq technology market was up 3% yesterday. Crew traded below $100 a barrel yesterday, but declined slowed after Russian President Vladimir Putin cast out on the success of negotiations between Russia and Ukraine. Though Ukraine's president's admission that the country can't join NATO is seen as perhaps a positive development that could pave the uh, way towards peace, but how long that uh, will take still remains to be seen. Treasury yields eased back from recent highs after weak and expected US manufacturing data suggested the Fed will have to take a more patient approach to its hiking of interest rates. We'll come on to that shortly, no doubt. The Chinese Yuan climbed on reports that Saudi Arabia is in active talks with Beijing to price some of its oil sales to the Asian nation in the currency. And after dramatic falls in Chinese equities, particularly Chinese tech, on Monday and Tuesday, shares in the region have rallied dramatically overnight. The Hang Seng 
tech index is up 20% this after Chinese policymakers vowed to keep markets stable and support overseas share listings. In terms of those European calls, you're absolutely right. We are looking at a positive start 10 minutes away from the open, looking for European shares to be up around about 2%. Currently calling the FTSE up 103 points. DAX over in Frankfurt, 294 points higher. Yeah, I mean, we were speaking yesterday about, um, you know, we're sitting tight and holding on. I actually had a, an email from my um, my portfolio manager yesterday saying exactly the same thing as you said. Sit tight and hold on. Well, but... you probably heard it from me, basically. Yes. I mean, I don't know who you're employing to do such things. You should <laughs> come to Barclays and come to the best if you want the... <laughs> The true and original advice, but go on. But um, people are pulling out of equities and uh, redistributing their funds. Of course, uh, risk-averse uh, seems to be the watchword at the moment. But if you are sticking with equities, what is a currently balanced portfolio looking like? Well, I think as we've been talking about, it's diversification. There's no doubt about that. In terms of equity markets, continue to believe that the economic recovery will be reasonably robust. We are talking about yesterday about that above-trend growth coming through. So continuing to focus on companies that I think can benefit from that. We've certainly seen higher yields. We've seen higher levels of inflation. So you need to have a focus in terms of the companies that can deal with that. There's no, there's no doubt about it. So as we were talking about this idea of quality growth, I think continues to be incredibly important. And that includes companies that have, I can't remember if we said this yesterday, but companies that have um, have uh, fortress balance sheets, have very low levels of leverage, have uh, cash generating businesses, but also able to reinvest that cash back into the business and generate the same level of return. And that's probably the important areas to focus on when it comes to equity markets. So that brings into play the likes of the financials, also brings into play energy, materials, and uh, some of the industrials as well. And continue to focus probably in the medium term on equities outside the United States, given the constituency parts that we've been talking about. Right, the price of oil. I mean, we had a couple of uh, emails after you said how much it costs to fill up your gas guzzling SCV the other day. Absolute shock. I and mean, we thought our oh, petrol prices were high. But OK, governments are coming under pressure to reduce fuel juicy. But surely, I mean, how much profit does uh, does an oil company make on a barrel of crude? Um, shouldn't they reduce their profit margins a bit? There is the potential for windfall taxes to be applied to these companies, given the uh, the benefits that they've been seeing from the increase in markets. But again, remember, they suffered very badly during the course of the, well, certainly the start of the pandemic when demand for oil slumped and prices fell quite substantially. So I think you've got to be reasonably fair with some of these oil majors. And it also depends on how long uh, this oil price increase uh, stays at these long levels. If you look at market expectations, given the supply recovery, perhaps given reduced demand coming through from China as its economy slows down, there's a number of reasons to suggest that oil prices could fall quite substantially from here, assuming that we get some sort of uh, peace agreement and, um, and, and, and Russian oil continues to flow. So I don't think you can, you know, jump to a conclusion about how much profits the oil majors will make in the future. Yes, they've done well over the course of the past few weeks, but that doesn't mean that they'll continue to do so in the future. And of course, there's a huge job at many of these oil majors to make the transition to uh, greener fuel. Oh dear, my heart's bleeding for the oil barons. I mean, do they have to downsize their 10-gallon hats to 9-gallon ones or something? You know, honestly, you know the hardship these people have gone through. 
Oil barons, that's not a term you hear very often these days outside of uh, watching repeats of Dallas. The oil barons ball, that used to be a classic, didn't it? Right, onto the Federal Reserve. Looks like a 25 basis point hike has been priced in by markets. Of course, um, uh, Jerome Powell was going to go a bit tougher on that before this crisis erupted, looking at a half percent increase. But uh, slow but steady, is that the watchword from the Fed? Listen, I think we will get that lift off in uh, interest rates at today's meeting, the first increase since 2018, given the substantial rise that we've seen in inflation and inflation expectations, but also the improvement we've seen in terms of the labour market. Remember, the US labour market recovery has been remarkable. US unemployment stay at 3.8%. That's the post-pandemic low compared to a peak of 14.7% in April 2020. By the end of this year, we anticipate the US economy will have recovered those 22.4 million jobs that were lost during the course of the pandemic. We think the US labour market will continue to improve over the course of next year and a half. In fact, we've got US unemployment at 3.3% at the end of next year. Consumer prices in the meantime, as we know, have been surging 7.9% in February, which is the largest annual gain that we've seen in 40 years. Price pressures coming through from energy, but also in terms of shelter, that's housing, food and used cars. We've raised our inflation forecast as supply bottlenecks take longer to resolve. Services inflation looks set to be anchored by shelter. So we now see CPI in the US peaking in the next couple of months above 8%. I think we've got 8.1% currently penciled in. In terms of the path of policy normalisation, we think the rate hikes will be front loaded. So as you say, look for 25 basis points today. Expect five hikes in total during the course of 2022. We think the tightening cycle will end by mid-2023. The terminal target range for Fed funds, we think, will be 1.75 to 2%, which is 25 basis points higher and six months sooner than the projection that we had at the start of the year. We also expect the FOMC to confirm that it will complete its asset purchase programme this month announce a balance sheet runoff in May and for that runoff to begin in June. So lots to take in from the Federal Reserve, but it'll be a clear, I think it'll be a confident step towards policy normalisation today. When was the last time you took a hike? <laughs> I took a little hike in Switzerland Boom. actually during half term. Mm, up in the mountains. Foreign exchanges. Should please. probably do some more though. Foreign exchanges. Pound against dollar coming in at 130. Euro dollar coming in at 109 and a half. Can you get 119, uh, 1 euro 19 cents for your British pound this morning? You've walked into that one, didn't you? <laughs> oh, very good. You're on fire today, aren't you? Are you planning a walkabout anytime soon? Uh, maybe, maybe. You never know. Uh, anyway, we'll talk to okay. you on Friday. You're not here tomorrow. Another four day week. Lovely. All right for some, isn't it? I will be with clients tomorrow morning. <laughs> but remember, we're also expecting a hike from the Bank of England tomorrow. Uh, rates going up to 0.75%. But we'll talk about it, no doubt, on Friday. Better get your boots on. Thank you very much. It's uh, three minutes away from nine. Hang Potts and Barclays. The local news, brought to you by the Caisse d'Epargne Monaco Business Centre, a banking branch of the Caisse d'Epargne Côte d'Azur, assisting companies and real estate professionals at 27 Boulevard des Moulins in Monaco. Find out more at CECAS. That's C-E-C-A-Z hyphen monaco.com. On FM and DAB Plus across the Côte d'Azur, on your phone and worldwide online. This is Riviera Radio with the latest local news for the south of France. Sarah Lysa has the top stories across the Riviera. 
France's Minister of the Interior has begun a two-day visit to Corsica today after two weeks of tension and clashes with police following the aggression in a French prison of the independence activist Yvonne Colonna. Ahead of his trip, Gérard Damignan, in an interview with local media, recognised the state's responsibility and expressed a willingness to open discussions on the possible, possible autonomy of the island, adding that this institutional question will logically be engaged during the second term of President Macron if he were to be re-elected. In other news, France's Scientific Council has warned that the fifth wave of COVID is not completely over. In their assessment published on Tuesday, experts warn of an epidemic rebound in France in the coming weeks. And the council predicts that the number of daily cases uh, could exceed 100,000 as early as March. Meanwhile, the Prefect of the VAR has reminded residents who are aged over 80 that the COVID booster dose is now available to those whose last dose was more than three months ago. A young man has been seriously injured in a collision in Draguignan in the VAR and the accident involving a vehicle and a motorcyclist occurred on Tuesday afternoon on the Avenue de Grasse. Uh, traffic in the area was disrupted as emergency services intervened. An investigation into the cause of the crash is currently underway. Three men suspected of having stolen more than €150,000 worth of fuel have been arrested in the Badicale region. According to police, the men stole supply cars, uh, cards uh, from trucking companies in order to obtain the fuel. All three were already known to the police. Meanwhile, fishermen in Marseille who have been hard hit by the rise in fuel prices have said that they are not going to get up at 3am to work at a loss, calling for a support plan to expand aid. French Prime Minister Jean Castex is to give details today of the government's resilience plan to deal with the economic consequences of the war in Ukraine. Finally, according to the latest figures published by INSEE on Tuesday, 2020 and 2021 saw a surge in the number of deaths in the Provence-Alpes-Côte d'Azur region, largely due to the COVID pandemic. 58,200 inhabitants died in 2021 and 55,600 in 2020, representing 13% more than in 2019. The report also shows that the number of deaths during this period outnumbered the number of births, which has been steadily declining over the past 10 years. With a population of 5.1 million inhabitants, uh, the PACA region accounts for nearly 8% of the population of mainland France. Traffic and travel, brought to you by Aston Martin Cab, your new exclusive dealer on the French Riviera. Monaco tunnels still closed, westbound slow now, coming down towards Antibes on the motorway. Uh, Moinquerich very busy, the bus can reach slow around Marla because of those roadworks. Far up here in Nice, westbound is slow uh, between Fabron and Saint Augustin, eastbound isn't too bad so far. Penetron, just a bit of a slowdown starting there, coming down to the motorway from Mougin. Trains OK, nothing to report at Nice Côte d'Azur. Traffic and travel, brought to you by Aston Martin Cannes, a Chopin Automobile Group dealership, 235 Route du Canet in Mougin. Find out more at astonmartincannes.com. Riviera Radio, Sports News. Football Manchester United are out of the European Champions League, but Benfica are through. Here's more from BBC Sports. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. Hello, I'm Jordan Elgott at the BBC Sports Centre. Manchester United have been knocked out of the Champions League by Atletico Madrid. United went into the second leg at Old Trafford with a score at one all on aggregate, but Renan Lodi's first half header gives the Spanish champions a 1-0 victory on the night, a 2-1 aggregate win and a place in the quarterfinals. Chelsea will have the chance to join Atletico on Wednesday when they face Lille in France. Chelsea are 2-0 up from the first leg at Stamford Bridge. 
Fellow English sides Liverpool and Manchester City are already through to the last eight after beating Inter Milan and Sporting, respectively. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp isn't getting carried away with Manchester City's dropped Premier League points against Crystal Palace on Monday. The draw means that if Liverpool win their game in hand, which is against Arsenal on Wednesday, they'll be just one point behind the leaders with nine games to go. Klopp, though, is taking nothing for granted. You're still four points behind. I don't know how you can count points away at Arsenal just now already. I think it's only one point. So I I think it's maybe easy for you, but it's um, four points and we have to um, play this game. And that's what I'm concerned about. Arsenal, meanwhile, are focused on securing fourth place. Mikel Arteta's side go into the game looking to make it six Premier League wins in a row. We are playing better. We have better understanding of, of what we want. We have the right level of confidence, belief, understanding with each other, and everything clicks better and quicker. Elsewhere on Wednesday, Tottenham will look to get back to winning ways when they travel to Brighton. And for more football news from the BBC, go to bbc.com forward slash football. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. Yes, two more ties tonight. Juventus play Villarreal with these scores tied at one all, while Chelsea take a 2 advantage into the away leg of their game against Neil. Lille, not Neil. Uh, so, two games in the Premier League tonight. Brighton against Spurs. I'm going to go for Spurs. I'm going to go for Brighton. Are you? Okay. Yeah. And Arsenal against Liverpool. Oh, fingers crossed. But... You say that every week. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't like to say we're going to win, because what if we don't? We no. struggled past Brighton at the weekend, didn't we? We did, yeah. yeah. Um, well, Arsenal are playing well. I think they've won their last six. So, uh... Are you going for Arsenal? Uh, well, they're at home. Are you, dare you go for Arsenal? They're at home. I'm, I'm just trying to be objective, Sarah. I'd like Liverpool to win because uh, I want to see a really good you know, battle well, for the title. Well, yes, that would be fun. But... Um, but on the other hand, if Liverpool did lose, then it could allow Chelsea to sneak up to... Oh, rubbish. <laughs> Liverpool then, all right, just to keep you happy. In the English Championship last night, the leaders Fulham were surprisingly beaten 1-0 at West Brom and second place Bournemouth were held to a one-all home draw by Reading. In the other results, Barnsley beat Bristol City 2-0, Middlesbrough were 2-0 winners at Birmingham and Blackburn beat Derby 3-1. Looks like it could be Catons for Derby. Cricket, Pakistan are putting up stubborn resistance to Australia on day five of the uh, second test in Karachi. At stumps on day four, Pakistan reached 192 for two in their second innings, still trailing Australia by 314 with a day to play. I'll try and bring you a latest score from that, but the page has just gone down. Uh, Formula One, the sport has changed the safety car rules to make it impossible for a race to be conducted in the same way that led to the controversy in last season's Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. The FIA has made it clear that all lapped cars must unlap themselves before a restart, with the change replacing last year's rules, which stated that any lapped cars between the leaders should overtake and join the back of the field. Last year's fiasco led to race director Michael Massey being replaced for failing to apply the rules correctly. And in golf, Henrik Stenson's been named as Europe captain for next year's Ryder Cup against the United States in Rome. The 45-year-old Swede was vice-captain to Podrick Harrington in the Cup last year, where Europe lost by a record 19-9 margin. The 2016 Open champion has played in three Ryder Cups, winning all three times. The 44th Ryder Cup will be staged at Marco Simone from the 29th of September until the 1st of October next year, with the course being completely redeveloped. 
Here's the marine weather forecast for coastal areas up to 20 miles offshore the Almaracy and Navarre. The general situation is a depression 1,010 millibars over the Alboran Sea and high pressure 1,030 millibars over eastern Europe and moving northeast. Winds are northeasterly, force 5 to 6. The sea is moderate. Visibility is good. Barometric pressure, Saint Jean Cap Ferrat, 1,030 millibars, and the outlook for Thursday. Partially cloudy, force 5 to 6 northeasterly winds, moderate seas, and good visibility. For North Corsica, winds are southeasterly, force 5 to 7. The sea is moderate to rough. Visibility is good. Barometric pressure at Cap Corse, 1,029 millibars, and the outlook for Thursday. Partially cloudy, force 4 to 6 southeasterly winds, moderate seas, and good visibility. The weather forecast is brought to you by Camper and Nicholson's Yacht Management Division. Mainly fine with a few bright spells at times of moderate to strong easterly winds. Top temperature 15 to 17 degrees, overnight lows 11 to 13 degrees with partially cloudy skies. Thursday and Friday, partially cloudy, moderate easterly winds, highs of 15 to 17 degrees. The weather forecast brought to you by Camper and Nicholson's Yacht Management Division. Our qualified team of yacht management experts offer bespoke advice and services to owners and captains alike. Visit camperandnicholsons.com. Just to bring you that missing cricket score, Pakistan have moved on to 243 for two in their second innings, still trailing Australia by 263. Uh, two and a bit sessions to go. Uh, still looks like, a, well, I don't know. I don't know. Anything could happen. I suppose a draw could be the most likely outcome now. Finally. Finally, the eight-hour sleep rule is a myth, as experts have said that this isn't actually the case. Official NHS guidance states that adults need between six and nine hours sleep every night, but what makes people human is their differences, and this is everything from the sort of job you do to the amount of exercise you have each day, all of which can have an impact on your sleep. However, it's what lies beneath that actually makes a difference when it comes to sleep. It's not your lifestyle. Experts in San Francisco uh, said that it's all down to your genes when it comes to how much sleep you need. I don't sleep in my genes. You knew I was going to say that. I knew you, you were going to yeah. say that. Yeah, I chose to ignore it. Well, I try and get my seven and a half to eight hours every night, but I've been feeling really tired the last couple of days. I don't know why. I think it's just the changing seasons, maybe. Maybe. Mm, maybe not.